What's up, listeners? Welcome to the HorrorCast. This is episode 10. We are a bi-weekly, yeah, right, podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We are a bi-weekly podcast uh, for friends who talk about horror movies, old and new, review them, let you know whether you should uh, rent them, watch them, avoid them, uh, put them in your trash can. But uh, we love horror, and we're here to talk about it. So my name is Mark Nato. I hail from uh, Southern Maryland on the East Coast. Uh, we are not having Walshy tonight. Just wanted to give him a shout out. Um, he had a death in the family, and just want him to know that uh, we all are praying for you and hope that everything goes well this week. I know that can be a tough time, and uh, we'll be back with us next time. And Horror Gal Susan is having some technical issues. Hopefully she'll jump in here shortly. But we do have our newest co-host, Revenant Vin. What's up, Revenant Vin? How you doing tonight? Man, I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited. Glad to be back here talking horror. It, it kind of feels like we've been away for a little while. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just a lot just, has happened just, in the past month too, in the intervening. So yeah, just wanted to you know let the listeners know. I know we did say on um, Facebook that uh, we had to take a little bit of a siesta. Uh, just a lot of stuff going on in the lives of our uh, hosts. Just wanted to say congratulations to Vin for his birth of it's a it's a daughter, right? Right. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Thank you very much. And so he needed a little time off and. Uh, just, you know, he's not getting much sleep, and uh, he's changing a lot of poopy diapers. That's a horror show in itself, so just uh, keep him in your thoughts. I know Walshy just moved, had a new house, and had a lot of stuff to do with that. Couldn't get internet set up for a while. He had a wedding in his uh, in his family. I think his brother got married, and, and then someone passed away. So just so much stuff going on, And uh, but just want to let you know that we're we're back. We're ready to go. We're rested. We're tanned. We're ready. We're rested. And uh, and we're going to uh, keep rolling these episodes out. And I know that Walshy and Hargal are going to be with us uh, again very, 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 very soon. All right, man. Well, tonight we are going to uh, be reviewing 2015's The Hallow and 1995 classic Mosquito. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, and and I just want to say, this is the second time that Walshy has picked the movies and not been able to join us. So uh, when we get to the Mosquito review, I will have a few choice words for Walshy. Thank you very much. He'll have a choice to redeem himself next episode, though. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah, you know, he's probably going to like pick something like Larva or uh, Ladybug or something like that. I'm not sure. But, uh, all right, man. Well, let's get into uh, what we've been watching. Neither one of us have any money, so there's nothing in our mailbox. No. We're going to have to wait for Walshy to come back to tell us what the, the new Blu-rays and, and, and all of those uh, great things are. But uh, just what have you been watching? Anything good? Uh, I've, I've been kind of looking at my backlog of horror films that I need to see. Um, I finally got, a, got around to seeing I Saw the Devil from South Korea. Um, pretty impressive, uh, good movie, very intense. Uh, I finally saw Black Death. Oh yeah, I love with, that uh, movie with Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Yeah, I, it was. It, I thought it was okay. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't really consider it a horror movie. Do you? I yeah, mean, it's, I mean, it, I, horror elements. I my my definition of horror is broad enough where I'm I'm okay kind of bringing it under the umbrella. 
Um, but I don't know. I just kind of where the movie ended up going. It, it was okay for me. Yeah. Um, let's see. I uh, got around to seeing cheap thrills. You know, I've still never seen that. It was actually a lot of fun. I, uh, you know, the, the, the whole, the whole idea is two guys kind of competing for money yep. uh, from this rich couple you know, uh, kind of doing the most outrageous and then kind of dangerous and morally questionable things. Yeah. Um, and I kind of kept thinking, like, how are they going to really expand this into a feature-length film? But they did it. They they actually did a really good job with it. It's got a lot of dark humor to it, and it was very entertaining the whole way through. Yeah, that's um, uh, Ethan Embry's in that, right? And, uh, right, yeah. And one of my favorite uh, horror actresses, Sarah Paxton, she's been in... Uh, a few movies that I really so like. The Innkeepers, right? Yeah. Oh man, I love yeah. that movie. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Innkeepers, yeah, and she was in. She was in some. Was it Shark Night? It might have been Shark Night. She's been in I a see that one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come on now. Come on. It's a horror classic. <laughs> what else you been watching? Uh, I saw A Field in England. I've never seen that. I've heard a lot of good things about it. It's from the same director from Kill List. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sightseers, Sightseers, I recently reviewed. Um, I really like that one. Um, a Field in England, it's it's good. I recommend it. Um, it's also, it's very surrealistic. It's very experimental. Not all of those elements really mesh. And it's it's worth seeing, but it, it's not his best film. Okay. Um, just two others that I've watched. Uh, I rewatched Dead Birds um, from, I think, 2004. Uh, Civil War deserters from the confederate army rob a bank and try to hold up in a deserted plantation house that has all this kind of supernatural happenings mm-hmm. uh, it was my second time watching it when i first watched it in 2004 it was kind of my friend and i rented it on a whim and we found it really effective this time around we didn't really hold together as much and a lot of the scares felt really dated but still i it's it was worth the watch and the last one that i've watched recently just last night my wife and i finally watched unfriended uh, <laughs> I found it at my library. Decided to give it a chance. What'd you uh, think? You know what? It wasn't bad. Um, <laughs> the the scare scenes were pretty lame, but what the story that they were able to tell with the computer screen, mm-hmm. and especially how double faced they were, seeing kind of what they were typing and then what they were saying, and it, I I thought that it wasn't a it wasn't a bad film. I think it was kind of a mediocre script that actually was elevated by some decent filmmaking. Um, yeah, I'm not the worst. It's as far as teen horror goes, it's not the worst I've ever seen. It was okay. I didn't, I didn't waste my time watching it. I I know that, um, being a, an avid listener of horror movie podcasts, I know Jay of the dead despises that movie. He thinks it has more to do with the teens though. Doesn't it? No, he just said the whole (laughs) thing. Like, I guess some, sometimes adults, I guess just can't, I mean, maybe it's just too much going on, you know, but that's, that's the world that teens live in. Oh yeah. I mean, all of that going on. And I thought that was really cool how they, they were able to get permission to use like all the real stuff. It wasn't like, you know, fake stuff instead of uh, it was Spotify. It wasn't right. like, specify or something stupid like that. <laughs> right. But, uh, it was just very realistic. I really think that the best way to look to watch is, is on a computer screen. Yeah. Uh, like get your laptop and watch it. Uh, I, I saw it at the movies. That. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't I know thought... if you saw um, the Den. Yes, I did. Had a similar a... concept. I mean, yes. I think that Unfriended was actually much more tech savvy. Mm-hmm. It understood the technology a yep. lot more than the Den seemed to. Yes. Um, 
And yeah, it all seemed very, yeah, very naturalistic the way everything was happening on the screen. So, like I said, I, you know, I don't wholeheartedly recommend it at all, but I don't think that you would waste a night doing it. As long, again, as if you're an adult who doesn't want to watch a bunch of horrible teenagers, then don't watch that movie. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's basically kind of a teen horror that just has a little bit, a few little adult things that make it rated R, but really it should have just been a PG-13 movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it, it was, I mean, I, I teach teenagers, so I, I'm i kind of used to that world. Yeah, I, as well. Me as well. That's just, mm-hmm. uh, anything else, man? Uh, no, that's all for now. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's good. Well, I've been trying to get out and watch uh, movies that are out at the theater because I know that's very difficult to do for a lot of people. My job uh, kind of allows me to do that, so it makes me feel bad when I don't take advantage of it and, and, and go out and, and watch some, some movies at the theater. So uh, over the past month, the last time that you listened to us, listeners, uh, I've seen a lot of things. I saw the green room, which is uh, it's more of like a uh, uh, survival thriller, uh, more than just a, a straight horror. But uh, I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I recommend it. Um, I think the only way you can get it right now uh, is um, on VOD. I actually looked on my VOD, and you actually had to buy it for eighteen dollars. You can't rent it yet. Uh, I saw it at the theater. Uh, a while ago, but it's uh, it's definitely a, a thriller that's got it's got some gore in it. It's got some uh, pretty nasty kills, and uh, it's just uh, it's a good movie. Check it out. I saw uh, last week. I saw The Conjuring Two. Uh, I'm not going to go into huge exposition about what I thought about it because that's a movie that we'll probably talk a little bit more about in the future. I definitely think it's an above average horror movie, especially for a you know, bigger budget theater movie. And I think that it's worth watching. I think the first Conjuring is a better movie. And Conjuring 2, to me, just, it didn't do anything new. There was nothing about it that really made me like, wow, I've never seen that before. It's just kind of a lot of, like I was saying to you earlier, uh, Vin, it, it, a lot of the same haunted house tropes, those sorts of things that we've seen before. It, it was it was it was entertaining. It was also too long, at about two hours and thirteen minutes. Uh, could have done without a few scenes, but uh, you know, worth worth seeing. Uh, saw the horror movie The Darkness, where is Kevin Bacon and his family return from a trip with with sinister forces uh, in tow, and that was a, a a pretty decent movie. It was it was again worth watching. You might have some of the um, standards <laughs> that I don't have. Uh, I, I just watch anything uh, horror-related. And normally, it, it, as long as it's a, a decent, entertaining movie, I'm going to say it's worth watching. A lot of people will, will just kind of rip down these these uh, movies that go straight to uh, the theaters, these big-budget Hollywood movies. I always go see them. I always want to see if it's if it's worth it. So don't don't just uh, judge a book by its cover or by its director or by its movie uh, studio. Always give it a chance. I uh, got to see Bite uh, several times, which um, 
we had uh, had an interview with uh, Chad Archibald, the director, not too long ago, and I really liked that movie. So please go out and support it. Um, rent it on VOD, buy the uh, the VO, uh, buy the DVD from uh, Scream Factory. Um, I really like that movie. That that just shows you what you can do with a limited budget. They really did a great job. Uh, saw um, a copy of the uh, Mike, Mike Flanagan movie, uh, Before I Wake, and I was just talking to Vin about it. That's a really good movie. I wouldn't necessarily consider it straight horror. It's got a lot of fantasy elements, and it's about a, a young boy who's bounced from home to home uh, as a foster child because uh, no one really can uh, keep him because his dreams manifest themselves in real life uh, as well as his nightmares. It's a very inventive movie. Um, got a lot of uh, uh, cool effects, good acting, and uh, I think you should definitely go see it when it comes out. And then um, also watched uh, The Holidays, uh, or just Holidays, which is like a uh, anthology and can I just tell you, it's worth seeing, except when you get to the uh, Kevin Smith Halloween <laughs> section, just skip it, because I'm not sure what that guy is thinking. I wasn't into Tusk. I wasn't into his short here. I wasn't into, um, I'm not into this thing he's doing, the yoga hosers. Uh, I'm not, he hasn't really done anything good since uh, Red State which I liked, which has been several years ago, but uh, I'm not sure what what Kevin Smith is thinking. But um, I heard that he demanded to have Halloween, you know, in the holidays special, in the anthology. It's nice to be able to do that, huh? Yeah, he said he wouldn't do it unless he had Halloween. Now, guess the, guess what? It, his, his short had nothing to do with Halloween. Uh, he he so, probably found that to be, like, the, the joke. Yeah, and I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, so many other things could have been done there, and, and your your daggone short could have been Fourth of July, and it wouldn't have mattered. But mm. I don't know. whatever, he just I think he's a little bit too uh, high on himself, if you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, that that's about it that I've been watching. Uh, I haven't been watching a lot at home. A lot of I haven't been watching a lot of old movies. I've just been watching the new stuff. I'm looking forward to um, seeing some more stuff at the theaters, which we're going to go into right now. There's new releases in VOD. Uh, new releases coming out at the theater here in uh, July. Uh, I know a lot of you guys that like The Purge. Well, the Purge election year is coming out July 1st. That one actually looks pretty decent to me. I've always thought The Purge was more of a... Well, the first one was was a siege narrative. The, the second one was more of an action thriller kind of like thing and that's what this one looks like as well but um you interested in seeing that vin i haven't been interested in watching the first two yet i mean my you know i'll, I'll of course give them a chance if i if i get the opportunity but uh just when i when i see the purge election year i'm kind of like how how are they maintaining a, like a democratic system in this environment? You know. Oh yeah, you, you definitely so, have to like, suspend yeah, like, your disbelief. Yeah, we got this this senator and stuff like that. And I'm like, I I don't I don't see that as you yeah. know the worst of your problems there. But uh, I don't know. They, yeah. they, that's that's just that, that's the thing that I can't get by when I watch those that that preview. Yep, I'm with you. <laughs> um, then there's a uh, a movie coming out in limited release. I've heard a lot of good things about called Carnage Park. 
Um, it says, after botching an ill-conceived bank robbery in a desolate California town, two wannabe crooks flee the scene with a hostage and lead the local ma- lawman on a dangerous high-speed chase. Again, it says, action, crime, horror. So I'm not sure what the horror... Yeah, you know, they have horror third, so... Yeah, so yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure what that is, but... Um, it probably just means the violence is going to be graphic. Might be, might be. Um, also coming out in July, uh, on the 15th, one of the scariest movies promised to come out this year, Ghostbusters remake. <laughs> <laughs> hey, We probably don't even want to get into the controversy surrounding that. <laughs> no, but I'm telling you this, I ain't afraid of no ghost. But, <laughs> you know, I'll probably go see it. It's definitely going to be scary. But, I mean, some of the, the um, special effects look pretty cool, but there's only so much of Melissa McCarthy I can take. I, I can take a lot of Kristen Wiig. I like her a lot. Uh, Kate McKinnon's pretty cool, but you know, there's only so much. It's, of It looks like they're they're hitting the same beats, but they're trying a lot harder to make it funny. Yeah, and I think the understated humor of the original is really kind of what makes it oh, so yeah. you know so and funny. <laughs> the only thing that would make it for me is is if Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd, you know, made like some sort of cameo or some appearance. And uh, they haven't really said that they are, but that would be kind of cool. Yeah, and then probably will show up, but eh, I don't know. Uh, also, on the 15th, uh, and limited release, this is a movie I've heard a lot about uh, starring Emma Roberts. It was entitled February, but they changed the name uh, to The Black Coat's Daughter. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, no clue, but I've heard from a lot of critics that it's their best horror movie of the year. They're talking about killer POV about that now, now called Shockwaves podcast. But yes, I remember that coming up on that, and it sounded. I I really do like art house horror, you yep. know. Um, and that sounded like one that I was I was really keeping on my radar. Although I'm not I'm not big on Emma Roberts. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't mind her so much. I, mean, I thought she did um, pretty good job in her stints in American Horror Story. And she kind of always seems to play the same character. I don't know. It was, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, she I has a famous she has a famous aunt, right? Isn't yeah, that her, yeah, you know, yeah. so she kind of gets some gigs. But I think this one, this one, um, I think she could probably do some some good things with some good juicy scripts. I yeah. think I think sometimes she's typecast and kind of you know like the yeah. This might be what she needs to really break yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that. I've heard a lot of good things, and it says it says here on the website that I'm looking at uh, the 15th is limited release. So I'm not even sure if that's going to be one that's going to be widely released. And but end up at VOD pretty quick. Yeah, and then uh, 22nd, of course, the uh, the much heralded uh, full length Lights Out, which is uh, a movie that uh, is is being it's basically a short that was made. Um, I think a couple of years ago, you can look on YouTube, just type out lights out horror short. Yeah. And, uh, it's a really cool, creepy little short well, movie. I'm skeptical that you can stretch that into. Well, let me, let me tell you this. I saw the trailer before the conjuring Two. Mm-hmm. Some of it looks okay, but how many times can you turn the lights out and yeah. somebody be there and turn them on? And they're not there anymore. I feel like half the time in the theater, I'm just going to be sitting in the dark, not looking. Yeah, at it's like you know, <laughs> click, lights on, yeah. lights out, lights on, lights out. Uh, okay, all right. If the if the if the creature only comes when you turn the lights out, uh, keep lights on. 
<laughs> Keep the lights on. They're, they're going to have to build a really compelling story around that. Yeah, they that, are. That so. scenario. And modern, just modern movies aren't very good at that sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's they're way more, they put way more effort into horror aspects and not into the other aspects, which will come up again later in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> And then uh, <laughs> just a, another thing that's coming out uh, in, in August that I just wanted to – two things that are coming out in August that I want to draw people's attention to is there's a limited release again. Again, you can't – there's not a lot of horror movies that come out wide release. A lot of times they're just going to release these – You know, hopefully the best that you can, you can hope for is it pulls a It Follows and it does so well when it's limited release that they decide the next week to just wide release it, but mm-hmm. probably not. But uh, on the 5th of August, it's a movie called Summer Camp. And uh, anything, you know, being a child of the 80s and a lot of the 80s uh, slashers, I-, I love Summer Camp movies. I will say that this says it's from the producers of Annabelle and The Conjuring. Now, that just mean Blumhouse? No, no, that's sorry. They didn't do that one. No, no. They didn't do The Conjuring, right? No. But uh, I, I really, uh, this, is, this is controversial. I liked Annabelle. A lot. Most people that I listen that I hear on the on the podcast world, they hated Annabelle. I liked yeah, Annabelle. You're one of the. I haven't seen it, but you're probably one of the only people I've heard that had much positive to say about it. Well, you know, I think people were. What were they expecting? Like, like a Chucky doll, like Annabelle yeah. walking around killing people. I mean, I thought it was. People have to leave their expectations at the door sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That's why you know my the, the thing that my kind of pet peeve whenever somebody talks about something like The Omen. They're like they they go in there thinking they're going to get a creepy kid movie, but that's not what that movie's about. You no, know, it's, not at all. It's about the father. It's about you know. Yep. <laughs> and then they leave there disappointed that they didn't get a creepy kid movie. And I'm like, okay, don't judge the movie on your expectations. Like, yeah. But anyway, that's just one example of where I constantly run into that whenever I talk about a certain horror movie. Yep. And then uh, also the last thing I want to mention is is on uh, uh, in the theaters, 26th of August is a movie called Don't Breathe from the producers of uh, The Evil Dead, the remake of The Evil Dead, which, again... I enjoyed that. Oh, I loved it. I mean, it it's not it's not The Evil Dead. It's not the same type of movie. Oh, but it's but, a good homage to that yeah, movie. Yeah, but standing on its own, man, that <laughs> yeah. movie was great. Um, but uh, it's called Don't Breathe. I saw the trailer. It looks really good. I should probably just stop watching trailers. I've sworn it, them off. <laughs> yeah, because they get your expectations up, you know, and, and you just, they give away some of the best scenes sometimes. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I started listening to podcasts in the first place. Yeah. You know, horror podcasts specifically, so I wouldn't have to deal with trailers all the time, and I could just kind of, you know, listen to a lot of spoiler-free, you know, podcasts about recent episodes, and I can be like, okay, this is one that I can put on my list, so I don't have to keep depending on YouTube spoiling everything for me. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're out. Uh, Looking for a, a horror movie to see this weekend? Look in your area. Um, the Neon Demon is uh, is out in limited release. Uh, I've heard some good things about that. I've not seen that one yet. That's the movie star, uh, starring Ellie Fanning, I believe. Yeah. Also in very limited release, Clown, which we've reviewed here on this podcast. Uh, and I think that's very, very limited release. Um, I told um, Vin earlier that it's only in one theater in the entire like 200 miles surrounding my house. So, yeah, I didn't make that drive for that one because I'd already seen it. 
anything else that's coming out on VOD. There's a there's one on VOD right now called Girl in Woods. Um, not sure what that's about, but uh, I'm going to watch it. Uh, there's one called the Title doesn't sound too. <laughs> you know, it's it's not The Girl in the Woods or Girl yeah. in the Woods. It's Girl in Woods. Okay, so I'm not sure what that has to do. There's uh, on VOD is called Intruder. Looks like a home invasion type thing. Um, it is not the 1989-90 Sam Raimi movie. And Midnight Special, which I'm not sure what that is. It's in the horror movie section. Doesn't look like a horror movie to me. It looks more of like a sci-fi fantasy. Uh, Most Likely to Die, that to me looks like a um, uh, f- high school reunion type killer thing. Yeah, the tagline is one killer reunion. <laughs> and um yeah also uh the other side of the door which is kind of like a, a ghosty that looked interesting to me it it does it does um i actually have the the dvd this week because uh, we we're putting it in the red box and um i've yet to watch it uh, i saw parts of it um clips of it on the, uh, the internet a while back and it looks really good i like I like the the lead actress Sarah Wing Callis. I, I like her as an actress, so I'll watch anything she's in. But and then um, there's two other ones that I want to mention. What We Become is kind of like a thinking man's zombie movie. Um, it it, mm. it, it kind of is. I've heard, I've heard lots of good things about it. It's not going to be one of those movies that has a ton of of action. It's more of a if you remember. Um, did you ever see Maggie? No, not yet. Yeah, I think you should you should check. It's on it Amazon out. Prime, so I'm gonna. You I'm should gonna definitely check it out. Uh, yeah. Again, temper your expectations. Know what you're going in for. You're going in for a drama. Yeah. You're going in for a drama about. Her Schwarzenegger really does a good job in it. So I, I was I was shocked. Yeah. I was shocked because the movie is not a zombie movie. It's a it's a it's a movie about a father who's coming to grips with. The fact that his terminal illness, turning, basically, right? Yeah, she's turning into a zombie slowly, and um, you know how to protect her or whatever. And and, uh, and then the last one is "You Are Not Alone," which I, I have seen. It's a, it's a great movie. I liked it a lot. It's just coming out on VOD uh, here shortly. So there's a lot of stuff. Man, I, I I keep saying this, but it's it's such a great time to be a horror movie fan mm-hmm. because you just all the time stuff coming out all the time not enough hours to keep up with it there isn't <laughs> there isn't and that's why you know there's there's so much um there's good stuff but there's a lot of junk out there too yeah but you have to wade through a lot of junk to find the good stuff but i think as horror fans we're we're pretty uh yeah we got a thick skin when it comes to the junk you know oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> it, it comes with the territory you know yeah one thing that I will not be seeing, actually, I'm lying to myself. I'll see it, but coming in September is uh, Rob Zombie's it. 31. Mm. I'll probably see it, even though I hate every Rob Zombie movie that he ever made. I'm sorry. <laughs> the best one that he made was Lords of Salem. That's just. I haven't seen that one yet. But did I mean, you like, do you like any of his movies? Uh, not. I mean, he's definitely not my favorite. Um. Oh, I, I only saw House of a Thousand Corpses once when it first came out. I wasn't impressed with it then, but it's been so many years. There's a lot of movies that I saw at that time that I'm willing to give a second chance to. Yeah. Devil's Rejects, I remember liking the ending. 
Um, his remake of Halloween, I'm not a fan of. I'm I'm just gonna be honest with you, man. I would rather pass a kidney stone <laughs> than than have to watch another Rob, Zom- another Rob Zombie movie. Because really you know there's gonna be a redneck saying the f word thousand times. <laughs> oh yeah. It's kind of it's like a stock character that absolutely, <laughs> and and everyone will live in a trailer park. Yeah. And, I just wish you uh, let somebody else write the dialogue. You know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, he's got a, he's got a visual. He's got an eye for visuals. That's but what I he said. Doesn't before. have an ear for dialogue. Or... Yes, if the guy would just let somebody else write the script. Right. Yep. <laughs> and and then he direct. Yep. And do the visuals and the art direction. I'd like to see that. I would like to see him take somebody else's script and then direct it. And yeah. I think that's too maybe much of would a make narcissist. A movie, but yeah. He's too much of a narcissist. So that's it, man. Lots of stuff to see. Go out and see it, man. I, I'm I'm uh I love being a horror fan in two thousand sixteen. Mm-hmm. All right. Well we're we're still hoping that horror girl comes and she's texting us. <laughs> Every once in a while, she's having some some technical issues. I think what we're going to have to do, folks, is we're going to have to start a uh, Kickstarter. Uh, <laughs> our goal is uh, $600 uh, to get Horror Gal Susan a new computer. All right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it up there. We're going to do it. It's going to be a big thing. It's going to change the Internet. It's a good cause. It is. It is. Tax deductible. Actually, I'm not sure if it is or not. But uh, <laughs> but uh, hopefully she, she jumps on here as we're reviewing these movies. Well, the Hallow is a story about a couple who moved from London to uh, the wilds of Ireland. He works in conservation and he has to assess the worth of a forest. And when he gets there, there's something in that forest that um, starts to come and uh, want to take this couple's baby. And... Uh, the locals would have you believe that that's related to some sort of fairy folklore called the Hallow. Okay, and um, where did the idea, where did it originate? Where did you come up with it? It originated from a childhood love of, of fairy tales, and um, I, I love a lot of um, different styles of uh, horror and fantasy, but I also, uh, inspired by films like Alien and Exorcist and The Thing, um, when they bring like horror into the real world, and I thought, you know, I want to do a creature movie that um, is based in fairy folklore, but it's not a, a fantastical kind of magic movie for kids. It's something that, you know, we uh, a slightly older audience can um, get a thrill out of. So, yeah. um, you mentioned The Thing. I mean, I know you're really into practical effects. Was that very important to you on this film to bring it into practical? Absolutely. It was really important to bring practical effects into the film because, um, A, we had a, a, you know, we were a low-budget independent horror movie, and... Uh, I did really want to, uh, you know, build in these creatures and eventually reveal them enough. And on a, uh, you know, these days there's a lot of CG. It has to be so good to be you know, truly convincing. If you if it isn't, you lose any kind of emotional attachment or fear of it. So I actually believe if you can create something real and shoot and light it and edit it in a certain way, it's still you have more of a connection and you can therefore be more frightened of it. And then, so we did a lot of, we involved a lot of visual effects as well. But um, everything you kind of see is, was created and was act, uh, puppeted or acted or, you know, was real. We're going to jump into our feature review of The Hallow. It's our new review of our new movie. It's uh, 2015. It's an Irish-made horror movie. Uh, it's about a family who moves into a remote mill house in Ireland, and they find themselves in a fight for survival with creatures living in the woods. This uh, movie stars Joseph Mowell, which I think uh, 
some people will know him from Game of Thrones. I'm, uh, here we go again with these names. Bajana Novogovic. I'm not sure. Um, those are really the only two you need to know because they're basically the main um, characters of the movie. Plus, mm-hmm. uh, and two twins, two twin babies, and an animatronic baby. That's that's who uh, played the baby. Did you know that? Trivia. Yeah, this this uh, was a pretty decent movie. So let's let's roll the trailer and uh, get to it. He missing London. Oh God, no. There's enough trees to keep Daddy busy till you're all grown up. He's in the forest again, is he? He's trespassing. It's his job, Mr. Donnelly. It's dangerous for him and the little one. He's just trying to scare us, that's all. I can't not do my job now, can I? You're making people nervous when you're right there. They believe that the forest that you're trampling on belongs to the hollow. The hollow. Fairies. Banshees, baby stealers. So you'll believe that? Mr. Hitchens, this is in London. Things here go bumping at night. Just baby dreams. (laughs) Stay here. Lock the door. Adam? Wait! Quick, Adam, there's something back there! If you trespass upon them, they'll trespass upon you. You should have listened. You should never have come here. All right, we're back. All right, Revenant Vin, let's talk about this movie. What'd you think? There's, there was actually there's a lot to like about this movie. Um, my wife watched it with me. Um, she's not exactly, uh, I wouldn't call her a horror fan, but she allows me to indulge, and she wants to watch movies with me. Um, so if a movie isn't if I don't think it's going to be overly misogynistic or if it's going to be super gory, which are two things, you know, one of them I don't want to watch with her, the other one she doesn't want to watch. Um, so, so no Rob Zombie movies. <laughs> right, pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, you know, we'll, we'll try and sit down and watch them together. But I am just so desensitized to these things, you know. it's Even when I was a kid, I loved horror films, and I rarely got scared by them. I was more... Um, it, I was more drawn in by the kind of fantastical elements, the dark fantasy, the monsters. Mm. Um, so even today, I very rarely get scared during a movie. So she's kind of my barometer for whether or not something is scary. Um, and about 45 minutes into the movie, she had to get up and take a break. We had to like pause it <laughs> because <laughs> the suspense was just becoming too overbearing for her. Yeah. Um, so that's when I knew I'm like, okay, this movie's being very effective in this way. Um, and it does that. It's, it's very good at creating suspense. Um, it's good at creating tension. Uh, I really like the, um, inclusion of kind of Irish mythology, Celtic mythology with fairies and changelings. I mean, it's a surprisingly untapped, you know, uh, place for horror, you know, the, the leprechaun movies notwithstanding. Oh Um, gosh. But it (laughs) is. And when, when have you ever heard of a horror movie about fairies? Yeah, really. I mean, it's, you know, I, I remember the. So it, it, what was that Tooth Fairy movie that came out like ten years ago? Darkness or Falls. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, which the first 10 minutes of that was would have been a good short film, but I didn't like the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when, when people kind of are drawn into that, you know, um, this definitely is not Tinkerbell. No. Um, and yeah, definitely when we yeah. say fairies... Uh, listeners, please don't think we're we're talking about little little things flying around with wings and you know sparkling and leaving dust behind. You know this is this is hardcore Celtic uh, mythology here. These things are closer to like the creatures in the descent. Yeah, very you know, very. Um, yeah, they're feral, like yes. they're humanoid, and yeah, and they're and they're all they're all a little different. Yeah, you know which I which I kind of like. They're not like a uniform. You know, okay, we made this one creature and we're just going to duplicate it, you know, 20 times. Like every creature kind of has its own shape and, 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 and they uh, look creepy. The, man, I mean, they kind of look like misshapen gingerbread men sometimes, you can, know. It can was, I just tell you that, that the creature design in this movie, fantastic. Yeah, that that's my, that I, hands down, my favorite aspect of this movie. Yep. Yep. And so much of it was practical effects, you know, the CGI was only there to enhance it. That that is the number one like about this movie for me. They knew this guy, um, Corin Corin Hardy. Mm-hmm. This is his first like big major like full length movie. This is his first one. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean it's this a strong guy, first century. This guy knows how to make a movie. He knows how to build that suspense. Um. I'm not going to get into everything else that I like about it right now, but you know, for a horror movie, one of the things that, that a, a true horror master has to, to know how to do is to, to blend practical effects and use the, the CGI to enhance. Mm-hmm. And that's what he does. You know, there, there's only one, one little scene in this entire movie that I could tell was CGI one. That's it. Um, most everything else, it just looked great. And, uh, I, I just, uh, hats off, man. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of great visuals in it. It you is. Know, it, the one that you're talking CGI, I'm not sure if it, it, it's, it's been a while since I watched the movie now. I'm kind of relying on notes here. Yep. Um, but I remember there being a really cool scene with like an, an arm through an attic door. Yes. And that might've been the CGI scene you're talking about. No, that was practical. Oh, no. Yeah, I couldn't tell. I, I don't remember offhand now which one is which, but I just remember the vision, the the, the look of that was really cool. Oh, it was, it was. And, yeah, but he the and, movies, and, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. I just can't. I mean, th- I love the setting of this movie. Mm-hmm. the The Irish countryside. Uh, they filmed it on location in Ireland, so that they would have a more, you know. Um, uh, realistic setting you know they they didn't want to say this is all about irish folklore and mythology and 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 uh, hey we, we we filmed it in north carolina you know they wanted to go and, and i'm sure they probably paid significantly more to to shoot in ireland but it was I worth think, it I, I think in ireland they actually can get money from like an irish film board oh really well um, so that might that might have partly been paid with this i, I mean it's, i'm i think that's it, because I mean the, the Irish have been fairly late to the game as far as the horror genre goes. Yeah, but they've had some strong entries. I mean, The Grabbers was a fun movie. Yeah, um, you know they they've the the Irish are definitely a a small country to look out for with their their horror. They're they're doing a really good job with it. 
Grabbers, that's the one where you had to drink, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Tremors, but a lot more drunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, man, uh, just just the uh, the mill cottage that they, they moved into, just the, the setting and, and, like, the stone walls inside in the kitchen and, and the moss, um, you know, growing outside, and just the rolling hills in the forest. And it was just a beautiful – it was a beautiful setting, Um even though there's a lot of not beautiful things happening in the movie. Uh, I also thought that this guy's eye for cinematography, uh, and I'm not sure if this is all just him or if it, uh, you know, goes into uh, the cinematographer whose name is Martin Van Brokenhusen or something. Um, I'm not sure what he's done in the past or if they worked together, whose vision it was, but man, it was really good. I thought the the this the use of sh- light and shadow, kind of leaving uh, a lot of things in the shadow mm-hmm. to to build that suspense. I thought it was great. I thought there was oh man, there was what was that scene? Also, p- piggybacking off of that too, like the the kind of set design and lighting. Like I like how there was almost a vibrant, like almost neon coloration to the yeah. scenes. Yeah, you know, like horror films today, their first instinct usually is to like totally desaturate. Yeah. The film. That's not what this is. They they use very vibrant coloration in this. Yeah, they do, man. It really kind of gives it a, a, a much more unique uh, character to the film. Yeah, I I liked the uh, the music. Did you like the music? I thought the music, the score was yeah, I, was fitting. I don't remember it right now. <laughs> but yeah, well, it, I just I rewatched this today. Uh, yeah, I, I I'd seen this last year twice, um, and. Uh, you know, I watched it again today because I wanted wanted it to be fresh in my mind. And you know what really kind of came to my mind is how was this not on my top 10 of 2015? I'm not sure how this slipped through the cracks. This movie? Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, this... Did you see this, it in 2015 or did you see yeah. it? No, I saw it in 2015. Oh, okay. It might have been maybe the end of the year that I saw it and it just slipped through the cracks. But... uh if it hadn't slipped through the cracks, I think this would have been maybe in my top five because I really enjoyed the movie. Hmm. I thought the um, the score was it wasn't overbearing. It fit, you know. It wasn't it wasn't one of those things that um, it's, it's it's not a classic horror score such as like a Halloween or or Friday Thirteenth or, or the Omen, any of those sorts of things. But it, it fit um, a lot of a lot of uh, a dread. And uh, I think the acting was very good in this movie. I think that, uh, again, without spoiling, because this is this is the newer movie, so we're going to try to keep it uh, with the situation being what it was and what these creatures were after. I thought the mother played it perfect. I mean, I, I, I really felt like, you know, fear and, you know, I, I just feel like a sense of, of terror in her that yeah. what, the, what what these creatures were after. And, and, and I just, man, I can't have enough enough words to say how much I really like this movie. Well, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that the story really centers on a couple with a baby. Yes. You know? So, I mean, any, you know, we're both fathers. Um, I mean, I have a baby upstairs right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something that few horror films really... They don't yeah, tread really, there usually. Yeah, they, yeah they, they they really don't go there in the first place. 
And this movie went there in a way that I thought was was it was still kind of compelling. It was suspenseful, but there was still a tastefulness about it. Yeah. You know, and I thought that it balanced that aspect really well. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not that much of a spoiler because near the beginning, I mean, it's been the first 20 minutes when um, the police officer came and then he kind mm-hmm. of explained things to him about what people believe in this area. They believe in the fairy folk and I'll this and that. about that scene later. <laughs> yeah. And then he said something. He said baby stealer. Mm-hmm. He said baby stealers. So as soon as they said that, I, my ears perked up and I was like, oh, that baby's yeah. in danger, you know. So. And of course, you know, I, you know there, there's a, because I do want to get into it later, but there is a, a changeling aspect. Yes. That he, that he talks about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, you know, that's not really spoilers because it doesn't say how things go. Um, these are just the kind of elements of Irish folklore that we're talking about. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What else? What else did you like about the movie? Anything you like? I mean, it's it's fairly unrelenting in its pace. Yes. You know, it packs a tremendous amount in a really short time, um, but it never feels rushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a very well paced film. Um, and there's kind of a, I guess you could say, almost Sophie's Choice aspect mm-hmm. um, that occurs in the film that I thought was really very suspenseful, very good. Yeah. Yeah. That and. Last thing I'll say as far as the positives is really good body horror. You know, it's it's been a while since we've gotten... Well, I mean, I don't know. You, you saw Bite. I haven't seen Bite. But, you know, body horror isn't necessarily something that we see quite as much of yeah. done well in the horror genre lately. Yeah, true. There was some serious body horror going on. And, um, again, done well. The makeup and the special effects looked really good. Um, so... Let me ask you too. This isn't like say a dislike or anything, but when do you think this movie took place? Like, what yeah. time period is this? They never really specify. I mean, you look at you look at the fact that he's got a tape player in his car. Yeah. They got um, no cell phones. Yeah. No, yeah. they've got a tape deck in the car. Well, it I'm could be. I'm like, was this supposed to be like late '90s or something? Or it, you know, it could be one of those movies where they just never specify, and and you know, you kind of look at a movie like It Follows. And and where it's like, what what year is this? Yeah, because they never really specify. Some of the cars are older, but and some of the, the way they dress is older. But yet, this one girl's kind of got like a a digital reader with a clamshell. I mean, who knows yeah. what the heck you know? Um, and so, in, in the movie, they're still kind of moving into their place, so we don't really see their technology. Yeah. Like, if they have a television, as far as I remember, I don't think they put it up, you know, no. put it up yet. You know, it's just, they seem to, either they exist in a world where there isn't television, or the filmmaker yeah. didn't want to give that away by putting that kind of technology out. Well, this is a scientist. He doesn't watch television. He's too busy. Yeah. He's too busy with the trees. <laughs> but, no, you definitely you definitely don't see anything that gives anything away except for the the, the make of the car and maybe that tape player. In the car, because I don't even, they don't make cars with tape players anymore, I don't think. Yeah, and it didn't seem like he had a necessarily old car compared to the rest of them, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, Man, there was some, there were some really tense scenes. Um, I'm just going to, without spoiling, there's there's a scene where they're trying to get the car started. Yeah. That was, that was a great scene. Um there was another scene where the, the father gets 
you know, trapped. Yeah. And his baby's in the back seat, and I mean, just tense stuff. And mm-hmm. there were, I didn't write this down because there were there were just a couple of scenes that were just some of the the most tense things that uh, that I've seen on screen in a while. I just I, maybe it's because you know I'm a father and and you know they involved a, a baby. Yeah. And anytime you involve kids, especially little kids, and, and those sorts of things, and you, and you hear that the baby, you know, the baby's crying, he's screaming, you know, what's happening? They're not really showing it on screen. What's happening? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, what's going to happen? They're going to eat the baby? You know, I don't know. And um, that just—I can imagine that it would be very tough for your wife. Yeah. Because I mean, just giving birth a month ago, and now hey, let's watch this yeah. movie about. Well, I think we watched this right before she gave birth. Oh, okay. I think so. <laughs> so she was very pregnant. But you know, when we when we watched it, it was probably the week before a baby was born, or you know, or going up to that week, a few days at least. So, <laughs> wow, crazy. Mm-hmm. Now I want to move into just you know some things that I might not have liked about the movie. Really, um, I didn't. There's not a lot for me to dislike here. I mean, I really liked this movie. It, it kept my attention from front to back. Uh, I've read some reviews where they th- they thought it was slow, and I I, I don't yeah, get that. I don't see slow. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I think that it kind of gets into things. Things start happening pretty much right away. I mean, it, so the only thing that I would say that I dislike is I, I would have liked a little bit more backstory at the beginning about like what what he was up to. Mm-hmm. You know why they had been sent there. Uh, yeah, that's related to a dislike of mine. You know, I just, I just, I, I wanted to, I wanted to get to know the family a little bit more. Yeah. So that I felt a little bit more, um, you know, empathy as I was going through and watching, you know, these horrible things happen to them. Yeah. The- um, not, not saying that I didn't feel, you know, certain things, but I think mm-hmm. I could have felt more, had had it been fleshed out just a little bit more, and I don't even know what was the runtime—an hour and thirty-seven minutes. Uh, it could have uh, it could have st- stood for another ten minutes of, of fleshing out, and I'm not sure if there's anything that I would have cut out to add that. I don't know, but uh, yeah, no, it's the, the characters definitely could have used more depth. Yeah, I mean, we especially we don't, you know, the, the actress that played the mother did did a good job, but we don't yeah. learn anything about the mother. Yeah. You know, other than the fact that she's a mother, yeah. you know, either she's taking care of the baby or when she's not with the baby, she's cleaning the house. And that's all that we ever, that's all that we ever know of her. Yeah. You know, she doesn't seem to have a life outside of that at all. And yeah. I, I would have definitely liked to have her flesh out a little more, learn more about her, learn more about her. What did she do before this? You know? Yeah. Um, and that's, I, I think that's the, one of the biggest um, flaws in the movie is just the characters aren't interesting. Yeah. You know, that the creatures are very interesting. Um, but the characters themselves, like, you know, aside from the situation, of course, you know, situation, you, you put you put a, a, an infant in danger, then you can't help but as an audience be affected by that. Yeah. You know, especially if you're a parent, you know. But it wasn't it wasn't due to the parents being well written that that was effective. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of situational. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. And and I also wish they would have uh, I guess they didn't they kind of jumped right into 
you know, these neighbors coming to warn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And the neighbor was very, like, Crazy Ralph. Yeah. And it's know? like, I mean, could could we get a little bit more backstory? Can He's we... just there to information dump. Yeah. Oh, you know? it's just, he literally drops off a book. Yeah. To explain everything. And I'm kind of like, well, couldn't we have done that a little bit differently? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, you know? and I don't know. I don't know I mean, why. You know, like, you know, when there's an information dump, like, I wish that we would have gone back and seen that cop again. Yeah. You know, I mean, the cop is played by Michael Smiley, who's yeah. a really good North Irish character actor, you know? And he kind of comes in. When he was on the screen, I was like, oh, great, Michael Smiley's in this. That's awesome, you know? Yeah. And when he's in that scene, he's kind of, he's giving them kind of the general rundown of the lore, talking about changelings and fairies and the hallow, you know, and saying, oh, you know, the people around here believe that stuff. And they say, oh, do you believe it? He's like, no, no, I don't believe it. But then as he's leaving, he kind of gives this look saying mm, maybe he does believe it, you yeah. know? But I'm like, how much, how better, but then we never see him again. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how much better would it have been if he actually didn't believe it, and then he comes back, you know, and he's either a participant or a witness in this, you know, maybe lead us to wonder longer if it's the neighbors, or yeah. if there's something legitimate going on, Yeah, you know, legitimately with the, the hallow, you know, it was just kind of like, I mean, that felt like a real missed opportunity, you know, yeah. we could have had the, the cop come in and spend more time and explain things to them more instead of having the book do it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It, it was just weird, a weird choice as far as writing goes. And I'm kind of like, wow, I kind of feel like in a, in a rewrite, we could have had a lot more, you know, unless they could have only afforded Michael Smiley for a day or something like that. But, you know, <laughs> I'm like, could be, could be the case. Yeah. But I that really felt like a, a real missed opportunity for me in a way that this movie could have been just fleshed out a lot more and enriched. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And uh, that's agree. So um, i trying to think anything. Anything else that I disliked about this movie? I, I thought, again, don't get me wrong, I, I like the the cinematography and the use of light and shadow, but there were a few times where it was, it was a little bit too dark. Mm. Um, and you know, I don't know what uh, you know what they could have done because uh, that's just the mood that they had set for this, you know, this movie. Yeah. So I, I, but there were the, other things I kind of wish that more had been done with the iron. You know, yeah. iron is part of the lore, and it kind of plays a really quick uh, part in the movie. But I'm like, wow, they could have gotten really creative with that. You talking about the the black stuff? Yeah, like just you know the, how you know the how iron was used as protection against the fairies. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, you you could have actually picked out some really cool scenarios inside the house using iron. You know, or if they had gotten really creative with how they could use iron to help protect themselves or something. Yeah, you know that that was unlike okay that kind of felt like another missed opportunity for me yeah and really my last the last thing that bugged me was it it seemed very unclear on the rules you know like how is is yeah how people in here are they becoming fairies you know there there's also this whole thing with the the zombie fungus you know talking yeah. about that like a fungal infection but then that doesn't seem to really go the go, way that it talked yeah. about it working. Yeah. You know, like this whole ant about the ants becoming automatons and stuff like that. But we, it, nothing plays out that way. Yeah. You know, and there's sensitivity to light and then there's no longer sensitivity to light. And then there's, you know, <laughs> yeah, they, there were just all these kind of things. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't understand the rules of this at all. I, yeah. um, they, they seem to lay out the rules for us and then they don't, they could just kind of disregard them as they go. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like, like I said, I, I think that the creature effects are amazing. 
You know, there was really cool lore in here. There were great set pieces. Um, I just think that the the writing could have been stronger, especially considering how good like scenes like the car are. Yeah. Like so much thought seemed to be put into that. <laughs> yep. you know, I just wish that a little bit more effectiveness had been brought to the table in other aspects of the film. Let's uh, let's talk about some trivia and some things uh, about the film. I just wanted to uh, a couple of, a couple of things that I saw is as I had mentioned that the baby seen in the film is a mix of animatronics and a real set of twins that were digitally shot in front of a blue screen. So. You know, that's kind of a cool thing. Um, it looked good. It looked pretty it, good. It did. It did. Corn um, Hardy described the film, and I don't I don't know if I get this, as Straw Dogs meets Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the Pan's Labyrinth because it did have that kind of fantastical... Um, Is it maybe because it's like a siege or something like that? Or Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And the Straw Dogs, I'm not sure about that, I guess. All right, this is a... Uh... An excerpt from an interview of uh, with Corn Hardy with, that he did with a Den of Geek, okay. and he said, "My mission was to try and create a new or f- a fresh spin on a monster for a horror movie. I didn't look at fairy tales, or no, I looked at fairy tales and fairy tale mythology and tried to bring that into reality. I didn't want to do a gothic fairy movie, although I'm a big fan of them. But I thought that we hadn't really seen a reality-based, intense survival movie with fairies in it. If you read fairy mythology, and I'd gone into a lot of Irish mythology. They're really kind of devious, mis- no, not even mischievous, terrifying creatures that will wreck human lives and families by stealing our children or our wives or our husbands. So I was looking at ways I could translate ideas and mythology in a more visceral, visual way for a film. And then he goes on to say, because fairies have a humanoid quality, I thought we'd try and work out ways of offsetting the human. I'd spent quite a while casting five different performers to play the Hallows. With different attributes like contortionism, mountain climbing, parkour, one of them was an animal movement specialist, and then we tried out different ways of offsetting the form, with faces built on top of their heads and extensions added to their limbs. Um, so th- that's an excerpt from a from an interview, and I think it, it it really helps to express what his intention was, and I think he su- he succeeded in that. Yeah. yeah, with the the fairy mythology, and then also his reliance on practical effects, which I think generally as horror fans we really appreciate. Absolutely, I, I don't think I don't know any horror fans that would rather have CGI than practical. I, mean, I don't know, mm-hmm. but but like I said, he he used he used it. Well, uh, here's another little quote here. It says the practical effects were influenced by Alien, uh, in, in its use of lighting, and Planet of the Apes from 2001 which did a good job of, of basically augmentation with the CGI. You know, you do the that practical. Might be the only thing that movie did well. <laughs> yeah, it, it might be. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, again, using the practical and just use the CGI to clean it up, to make it look a little bit better. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves uh, with a movie last year, it was called Dark Was the Night. Mm-hmm. I believe that was the movie. And I love the movie. It's basically a Jersey Devil type movie. Mm-hmm. That movie was great until the very end, completely CGI monster, and made made an incredible movie up to that point, basically like a, a sci-fi movie original. You know, and yeah. so I really, whenever I see this kind of thing, 
somebody putting the work in. I, I really appreciate it. So um, this was supposed to be shot on film, but due to budget restrictions, it was shot on digital instead. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how uh, it would have looked on film. I actually kind of like the clean, um, clean look of it. So yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not astute enough to really recognize a difference, you know, yeah. or maybe I could, if I saw them on film and I would know, you know, I'd notice it, but I just don't have enough experience with that. It's yeah. kind of like audio files telling me, you know, the record is so much better. I just, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my ears aren't that attuned. <laughs> yeah. I mean, instead of one ninety two, it needs to be 300 uh, yeah. KKS or K, whatever. I don't know. I'm like, can I see the movie? That's awesome. All right. Yes. Let's try that. Yes. <laughs> um, Let's see what else. This was a uh, a movie that he originally titled "The Woods," and I'm glad he changed it because there's actually another horror movie from 2006 called "The Woods" that would have been not good. And then he sent a rough copy of this to the studio that develops that was developing the Crow reboot, and they actually gave him the job to to direct the Crow reboot. And I'm not sure where that stands right now because I think that company went bankrupt. Yeah, and, that movie keeps getting up and falling down. Yeah, but it's—I mean—it's a pretty—that's a major title yeah. to be, uh, you know, named. So he's—he's got—he's uh, definitely got some people looking at him. So I think this is a guy that you're gonna to see in the future. He's an up and comer and I just can't believe this is definitely his first. strong. Yeah. I mean, this is his strong first debut movie. That, that, that's, it just blows my mind. I like how, you know, he went against the grain in a lot of ways, Yeah, which is really encouraging to see that from a first time filmmaker. Yeah. What else you got, man? Um, I got some stuff on changelings. Yeah. Um, just some interesting things, you know, it's, it, this is one of those things where I kind of wish, you know, that I could rewrite the scene with the cop, you know, and have him say something like, you know, uh, you know, re, you know, the fairies in my childhood weren't the kind that you wanted coming into your room at night and taking you to Neverland, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to see them, you know, because um, here's a little bit. OK, a changeling uh, was to believe to was believed to be a fairy child that had been left in place of a human child stolen by the fairies. Mm -hmm. The theme of the swap child is common in medieval literature and reflects concern over infants thought to be afflicted with un unexplained diseases, disorders, or developmental disabilities. As far as Irish beliefs go, putting a changeling in a fire would cause it to jump up the chimney and return the human child. That probably never worked. Uh, <laughs> but at least one tale recounts a mother with a changeling finding that a fairy woman came to her home with a human child, saying the other fairies had done the exchange and she wanted her own baby. Uh, changelings, in some instances, were regarded not as substituted fairy children, but instead old fairies brought to the human world to die. Um, children were thought to be, this is reality now, uh, children were thought to be ta were thought taken to be changelings by the superstitious, and therefore abused or murdered. Uh, two 19th century cases reflected the beliefs in the changelings. Uh, in 1826 in England, Anne Roche bathed Michael Leahy, a four-year-old boy, unable to speak or stand, three times in a lake. He drowned the third time. She swore that she was merely attempting to drive the fairy out of him, and the jury acquitted her of murder. And then in 1895 in Ireland, Bridget Cleary was killed by several people, including her husband and cousins, after a short bout of illness, which was probably pneumonia. Local storyteller Jack Dunn 
accused Bridget of being a fairy changeling. It is debatable whether her husband, Michael, actually believed her to be a fairy. Many believe he concocted the fairy defense, quote-unquote, after he murdered his wife in a fit of rage, which he did by lighting her on fire with lamp oil. Uh, the killers were convicted of manslaughter rather than murder, as even after the death, they claimed that they were convinced they, they had killed a changeling, not Bridget Cleary. Bridget Cleary's death has remained famous in popular culture. An Irish nursery rhyme reads, Are you a witch or are you a fairy or are you the wife of Michael Cleary? <laughs> and she has been popularly described as the last witch burned in Ireland. Wow. So a little over 100 years ago, changelings were still... <laughs> oh, absolutely. In the, in the Irish countryside. Mm, mm, mm. And uh, I just have some information on the, that zombie fungus yeah. that we talked about. Um, it was discovered by British naturist at, and at naturalist Alfred Russell Wallace in 1859 um, and it's currently found predominantly in tropical rainforest ecosystems. Um, it infects ants, being characterized by alteration of the behavior patterns of the infected ant. Infected hosts leave their canopy nests and foraging trails for the forest floor, an area with a temperature and humidity suitable for fungal growth. They then use their mandibles to affix themselves to a major vein on the underside of a leaf where the host remains until its eventual death. The process leading to mortality takes four to ten days and includes a reproductive stage where fruiting bodies grow from the ant's head, rupturing to release fungal spores. And I kind of wish that we had seen that in the movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> from, you know... <laughs> yeah, they they definitely but, didn't uh, flesh that out. Yeah, exactly. It seemed like it was introduced, but like that's what that is that what he was studying, or does that mean? I think that's what he picked off of the deer in the beginning. Okay. So it was. I think he said it was a jumping species. Like it was something that was found in ants, and now it seemed to be jumping species to deer. Oh. Which again would have been a cool, yeah, kind of aspect that doesn't that seemed to have been lost throughout the film. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's, that's all that I had for kind of just trivia and background information. But I thought that, especially that changeling stuff was pretty interesting. It is. It is. All right. Well, let's, let's go ahead and, uh, let's give this a, uh, a number. Let's, let's rate it. Um, I'm going to go first. Uh, I, I'm going to, again, say that I enjoyed this movie thoroughly. It's not a perfect movie, but I, uh, I think that uh, it is well worth your time, especially if you're a, a horror fan that likes, I wouldn't even call this a slow burn. I would just call it a tense um, and scary. I mean, thriller. I mean, it's just... just uh, it it kind of hits a plateau early on. It just stays there. Yeah. You know, it, it, it doesn't have a slow build. It just kind of hits the top and then just runs. Yep. <laughs> top. yep. Yeah. So um, I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10 skulls. And, and I, uh, I'm going to buy this movie. I'm not sure if they have a Blu-ray out of this, uh, but I think it would look awesome so i'm going to check it out but uh eight out of ten so um for me i think that unfortunately more seems to have gone into the horror and effects than into the character development in the story yeah um and that's that's the only thing that really brings this movie down for me um but ultimately i think it's definitely worth watching um it's one that i would rewatch, uh and i'd give it i give it a 7.5 out of 10 wow we're pretty close mm-hmm. very it's good it's an above average film yep all right, well, that's our feature review of 2015's The Hallow, and we both say, check it out. No, Ray, they're coming. Come on, come on! 
found a place. We can hide until morning. I got you covered. Go, go! Okay, now we're going to move into our, our review of the, I'm going to use this term loosely, classic movie, or older movie, from 1995, as picked by Walshie. So, uh, if you watch this movie in preparation for this uh, podcast, uh, please email Walshie, and, uh, <laughs> or Facebook Walshie, and this was 1995's Mosquito. You know, it is pretty uh, depressing to hear 1995 be called old. You know, <laughs> now now that, uh, you know, I'm 43 and I hear that 80s music is being played on the classic rock, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm more than halfway there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Halfway to death. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Mosquito, 1995. An alien starship dumps space trash in a swamp in a U.S. national park. <clears throat> One of the nicest U.S. national parks I've ever seen, by the way. Some mosquitoes begin to feed from the aliens' corpses, causing them to grow to the size of a vulture. These mutant insects become very aggressive, killing every human being they find. Will the survivors fight successfully against this nightmare? What do you say we listen to this incredible trailer? From the producers of The Blob and Prince of Darkness and the special effects wizards behind Evil Dead 3, Hard Target, and Batman Returns comes the science fiction film of the year. It came from another galaxy. It transformed one of Earth's smallest insects into a bloodthirsty swarm of terror. Now, five people brought together by fate will confront their worst nightmares. There is definitely something out there. 
aliens and they're everywhere. And this guy's obviously been Zach. Are you insinuating that my brother and I have done anything wrong? Something is killing these people and sucking them dry of blood. It's a mosquito, all right. I'm positive. They will fight to survive and battle the ultimate enemy. We're back. We're going to talk a little bit about this uh, creature feature from 1995, Mosquito. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put the ball in your court right now, Vin, and uh, ask you, what'd you think about this one? Oh, man, you're passing the buck here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm passing more than a buck, but I'm passing like $10. <laughs> well, speaking of dollars, I had to spend about $5 on Amazon to, yeah. to watch it. Um, 48-hour rental. Um, and I only took advantage of that once. Oh, <laughs> like, oh man, you, got, <laughs> you could have watched it three or four or five times, you know? Once was enough. Um, yeah, it, it definitely felt like a long movie. Um, you know, I, I'll say something semi-good about it, all right? Uh, it, it really had a lot of homages to um, past horror. Yes. Um, and I thought, like, the alien arm that was sticking out of apparently space trash, which I didn't know that was supposed to be space trash, mm-hmm. um, that looked like a kind of like a throwback from uh, War of the Worlds from 1953. Yep. It was like the same kind of arm sticking out, you know, when the, the aliens are dead at the end. Um, there was also uh, there there's a scene where uh, there there's um, a scientist named Parks and a... Uh, park ranger named Hendrix, and they're talking about, like, Nam, you know? <laughs> um, and one of the other guys, Ray's, talks about the Boy Scouts. Yes. And it's right before the mosquitoes really start, like, attacking again. Yes. Um, and that, I think, was probably a throwback to, like, Quint and Hooper and Brody and, you know, and Jaws right before yes. that, you know? Yeah. So there was, there was kind of a, it was kind of a combination of 1950s big creature feature, <clears throat> 1980s bad trauma-like comedy, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I really... Wasn't a good meshing necessarily, but yeah, I really felt this was very trauma esque, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't. Um, it was like trauma-esque. team trauma. Yeah, you know? it, it was te- it was trauma without all the sexual humor. Yeah, which is kind of where why you go to trauma in the first place. Yeah, yeah, it was trauma for all the reasons you don't go to trauma. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm trying to say nice things. You know, I don't want to just rip it apart because it is a it is a movie that someone got done. They got released, mm-hmm. you know, which is something I've never done in my life. So I'm going to go and take the high road. <clears throat> I will say that there are two things that I liked about this movie. One was the reference to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that Gunnar Hansen made. Even though it was pretty on the nose. 
Yes. As he, cynical as I tried to be, I still yes. couldn't help but feel a little bit warm. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I haven't had one of these in 20 years. It feels good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and number two, I thought some of the up close creature design of the mosquitoes. And, and I mean up close, like the, the actual, you know, ones you really saw. Like the models almost. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, those were pretty decent. Um, you know, they, they took somebody with some skill to do. And even the stop motion mosquitoes didn't look bad. Yeah. It just, I mean, you could tell they were stop motion, but for that movie's obviously low budget, I was kind of like, okay, they were, they were better than the, the animated ones. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not sure, I'm not sure if these are, if this, was this movie released to theaters or was this just oh, a, man, I, I'm I, assuming this is a direct to VHS or direct to DVD. Yeah. Uh, I'd imagine. Yeah, I would imagine so. I don't know for sure though. <clears throat> yeah, I'd have to check that out. I can't. Let me, let me look at the. Um, it doesn't say anything about uh, motion. Oh, it says box office. Doesn't say. It just said a budget of two hundred thousand dollars. Which which is pretty low budget. Yeah. So I'll, I'll even, even for nineteen ninety five. Yep. So it doesn't say what a box office is. So it probably just was released right to. To video so um let's see what can i say <laughs> so as far as practical effects go like uh when when you see the bodies get drained like the drained corpses yeah i thought those look kind of cool um there's kind of that scene where the body is in the boat and it kind of floats underneath the bridge yeah, yeah that was kind of cool you know it, it had little moments interspersed throughout there that i didn't mind you know at least there were little things along the way that at least kept me being like, okay, I don't, I'm not totally regretting watching this right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get a proboscis in a butt cheek, so that was kind of interesting. I, I really, truly went into this hoping to like it because I, yeah, I like, um, you know, creature features. I even like, you know, goofy. You know, yeah. I, I like things like um, the 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 big ants them. Back in the fifties and those sorts of things, I just that kind of stuff is kind of cool. But like, I think if they would have, and again, this is not anything they were going for. If they would have taken it more seriously, mm-hmm. um, it would have been better. Because then I could. It yeah, it had that. I mean, nineteen ninety five is kind of late for this, but I mean, it had like that that really obnoxious kind of eighties humor. Yeah. Where it's like so, like kind of slapstick and goofy. Like it was the the one was it Gunnar Hansen? It, it was like the people that played his brother and cousin or something like that. Yeah. Like oh man, they were hard to watch. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna say it right now. This is some of the worst acting. Yeah, that I love that I've ever Gunnar seen. Gunnar Hansen was original Leatherface. You know. Well, there's a reason Rest why he didn't really talk. Exactly, but man. It, that is not a good performance. No, no, and, and he's not alone. Though. And I would say this: he might be one of the best in the movie, yeah. which is absolutely. Well, I, I think his mullet probably put in the best performance of the movie. Absolutely, that thing was glorious, <laughs> glorious and gray. Yeah, <clears throat> but I mean, just it really sounded to me like they were reading off yeah. of like, you know, they were around a table. Uh, and, and just yeah. kind of reading off a cue card. Like they learned their lines right before the they shot the scene. Yeah, it, it's it, it was just bad. Uh, and and you can do 
a movie that has you know when I when I think of horror and comedy, I don't I don't dislike horror comedies. Uh, some of it's great. <clears throat> some of it's great. Um, when I think of something that's really funny but yet still gross and kind of scary, I think of like Slither. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, have you ever seen Slither? Really funny stuff and even some goof goofy slapsticky kind of stuff. But the actors and actresses are actually good, mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't even really about like the the effects and everything in that movie. It was just it was just done well, and the, the script was funny. So this just had none of that. So, um, what else? I mean, the dialogue they had to work with was pretty horrendous. Yeah, it was. It was. was. <laughs> it, it was. Again, there's no character building. It's just the characters are just used to, um, you know, tell the, they're, they're used as, um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? <clears throat> oh my goodness. Info dump again, basically. Yeah. Info yeah. dump or well, it's like, you know, within the first three minutes, there's basically like, you know, a giant mosquito splats on a windshield and it, she just so happens to be an entomologist that's in the car, you know, <laughs> the first five minutes. but she's like, Oh my God, this looks like a proboscis. You know, yeah. and she can she can identify that, but she can't tell that there's a huge mosquito. You know, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I don't know what else to say, man. Gunnar Hansen should not have taken five minutes to kill one mosquito with a chainsaw. No, it shouldn't. I appreciate the the little nod to Leatherface, but still, that that almost ruined it. Yeah, <laughs> the um, the special effects were. God awful! Oh man, the CGI, the green screen, the animated mosquitoes—they were. <laughs> whoa, that and, was rough. <laughs> and, and you know, there's such a thing as so good it's bad, or so bad it's good. Mm. I don't think this is in that category. You know what I'm saying? I I, I knew that it was going to be kind of a a goof type of movie, but it was a chore to get through. It was yeah, just I mean, a it was a chore to get through. I mean, the intentional humor completely falls flat. Yeah, you know, you think like whatever kind of humor you're going to get out of this movie is going to be mostly like if you've got some buddies and some beers, and it's like okay, we can have a good laugh at this. But you're not laughing with the movie. No, you know, it, whatever joy you get out of it, it, I don't know if where you're laughing is actually where they meant it to be funny, because whenever they actually try and put jokes in, it's it, it's cringe inducing. It is. <clears throat> It is. The director is Gary Jones. I want to look here. Um, Oh, my gosh. He did... (laughs) Gary Jones did special effects for Army of Darkness. That's awesome. Which I'm sure he probably did some of the stop motion. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I I, I remember reading something that he was so... Again, this is a long time ago that I saw this. I started reading some of the trivia. But... He was so busy with the filmmaking, he wasn't able to do anything with the special effects. Oh, really? And, like, I think that they... Yeah, okay, yeah, I don't want to remember anything else wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but but he also he also directed Boogeyman 3. Uh, actually, that might not be... Okay, I might have been wrong about that. I might have been thinking of... Because I also watched Hobgoblins recently. That might have been that director. Hobgoblins. <laughs> Gosh. From my blog, I've been going through, like, the worst horror films <laughs> i just i'm just so. looking and to tell everyone you know what what this guy was known for he, he did some epi- he directed some episodes of uh 
Xena, the Warrior Princess, and Hercules. He did a movie straight to DVD called Spiders. I could see that. Crocodile 2, Jolly Roger, Planet Raptor. He likes the creatures. Yeah, Boogeyman 3, which I heard somebody say wasn't too bad. That, and that, I'm telling the truth. And then his last one was 2013, Axe Giant, The Wrath <laughs> of Paul Bunyan. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he, he's, he's into some schlocky type stuff. And, uh, um, you know, <laughs> I wish I wish while she was here, because I, I really don't have anything good to say about this movie other than what I've already said. I think that um, the, the park rangers were horrible actors. The the main girl, uh, Megan, she was a horrible actor or actress. Yeah. Um, who was the. Who was the um, the guy that was the scientist? I forget his name. Was, well, his name was Parks in the... Parks, yeah. Really bad. Really bad. Um, this... He's like the only likable character, too. <clears throat> he is. He, he, he is. Uh, and I will say, if anybody's looking for him, his name is... His real name is the actor's name is Steve Dixon. All right. Mm-hmm. But he is not the Steve Dixon that's linked on Wikipedia and IMDb. Oh, really? Right? That Steve Dixon is a white British academic. <laughs> right? I tried looking online to find stuff about that. The Steve Dixon and mosquitoes. I can't find a single thing. So, but whatever is linked on IMDb and on Wikipedia, that is not the same guy. This is Manchester, England born. Yeah, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, that is not him. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I even went to that that university's website to look up a picture of it. I'm like, yeah, definitely not him. All right. Let's see if there's any trivia here, man. Um, <laughs> get, Director Gary Jones planned a sequel for 1998, but scrapped it due to negative, negative reviews. Jones now claims he is writing a screenplay for his long lost sequel. Oh boy. Hold your so, breath. Yes. We might, <laughs> we might yet get mosquito too. Um, Matt Hundley was not the first choice to do special effects for this film. Halfway through, the original spe- special effects artist said, I'll be right back. Yeah. I'm going to get a pack of smokes. And never came back. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Saw the writing on the wall. Oh, man. he was like, this is so bad. I'm going to get some smokes. That is great. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> Uh, what what a great way to quit! I'm going to yeah. get a pack of smokes. Uh, I actually want to see, you know, as you keep going through the trivia, I want to see a movie about the making of this film rather than watch this movie. Oh, it would be, you know, it, you know, kind of like the, um, isn't there a um, a documentary about Troll Two or Troll? Something? Oh yeah, best it, worst movie. Yeah, yeah. That, this would be along those lines. Yeah, it, it would be fun. <laughs> Um, when the mosquitoes attack Mike Hard, and I don't know which character that was. That was Junior. Pa- oh, Junior. Brother. Yeah. Part of the scene originally included a shot of the bugs landing on him from a faraway <laughs> angle. The puppet mosquitoes kept hitting him in the head. After almost 10 takes, he was developing a concussion. <laughs> so the scene was scrapped. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> see what I mean? Don't you want to see that movie? Yes, like... <laughs> I do. I do. Obviously, uh, like Christopher Guest make this or something. I don't know. Like, you know <laughs> uh, the rig used to make the giant mosquitoes look like they were flying was nicknamed the Boom of Doom by the crew. And that was a pretty bad, you know, look when they were flying, just like all the all the legs were just dangling. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, oh, okay, they're, they're on a zip line or something. The original title for this movie was Skeeters. And I know... Uh, Didn't you I, say last episode? I was saying that. There is a movie <laughs> called Skeeters. So, yeah. you know. You called it. That's right. And then, um, oh my gosh. Margaret Gamal had a camera accidentally dropped on her head during the filming of her nude scene in the tent. <laughs> oh, you, man, this is the movie I want to see. <laughs> it is. It is, man. The motor home belonged to Gary Jones's mother. Oh, boy. That was a beautiful, beautiful uh, motor home. Anyway, I can't. Uh, that's about all I got. Uh, I, I just... Yeah, I get. The film was initially supposed to receive a theatrical release from Hemdale, but alas, the company went out of business shortly after picking up for distribution. Mm, I wonder. So it was supposed to go into a theaters, but it didn't. Here's a great. Um, here's a great quote from the movie. Hey, Doc, that's science fiction bull poop. <laughs> no, Hendrix, you're living in science fact. Okay, I will say. Park Ranger Hendrix was the absolute worst aspect of this film. I could not stand a single way that the well, I'm going to talk about the actor in a second. The way the actor said any of those lines, not one of them was natural. No. And like, here's just one quote. All right, I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. I could have stayed in my little cubby hole under the boat till the cops showed up, but no. You guys had to come along and find me, and now I'm on a mission to save the world from giant mosquitoes. Man, the late show doesn't get any better than this. Do you want to punch me in the face now? Uh, after I, I want to say this. <laughs> after you reading did, that. You did it better than he did. I'm going to tell you that. Seriously, man, that is like it's, like, it's like listening to a little snooty child the whole time. I'm like, this is irritating. Yeah. But do you know who played him? I don't know. All right. Park Ranger Hendrix, I think, was supposed to be a nod, um, the name, because it was actually Ron Ashton, who was one of the original, he was the original guitarist, and he formed the Stooges along with Iggy Pop and his drummer, and his brother, uh, drummer Scott Ashton. Um, Ashton, I've got a little stuff on him. Uh, Ashton once ranked as number 29 on Rolling Stone's list of 100 greatest guitarists of all time. Um, currently is ranked at number 60 since 2014. Um, Ashton was found dead in his bed by police at his home in Ann Arbor, Michigan in the early hours of January 6, 2009, apparently having had, died of a heart attack a couple of days earlier. Police were summoned to Ashton's house by his personal assistant, who had been unable to reach him for several days. Um, Sonic Youth's al- album The Eternal is dedicated to him. Uh, his brother Scott died in 2014. And like I said, he's he's a very he's a very famous, uh, very influential guitarist. And I guess by the 1980s, he wasn't able to make money with music anymore. Yeah, you know, Iggy Pop had his solo thing going on, you know, and so he tried to get into acting in the 90s. And I had watched a little thing on YouTube, and they were kind of you know his friends were kind of saying, 
you're an awesome guitarist, but you're a bad actor. Why are you doing this? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, he, made, he looks like he made five really bad horror movies. Yeah. So, I mean, Ron Ashton, man, thank you so much for the Stooges. You know, uh, Search and Destroy is a great tune. Hmm. Um, but, uh, man, uh, he was the bane of my existence while I watched this movie. I And he should not have taken that long to die. <laughs> I'm like, this dude is still alive in this movie. Yes. Yeah. It, it was, Honestly, uh, when they found him underneath the boat, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it was painful. And wasn't he the one that, like, uh, picked his butt, picked his wedgie before going into the... Yeah, he was, like, spying on the girls and everything like that. And Oh, yeah. Spike like, that ball, baby. Yeah. Spike that ball. It's just like, oh man, it, it was it was painful. Yeah, you know his his whole performance was painful. Again, thanks for the music. Um, I'm not thanking him for the no, music. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's not much more we can say about this. This no. This is the kind of movie that you know if you are into really bad B movies, and there are people mm. out there that are. No problem with that. Yeah, no problem. You fine. might you might love this. This is this is a must buy for you. Yep. I like a lot of bad movies too, purposely because yeah. they're bad. Like I said, from my blog, I'm purpose. I'm going through horror's worst movies, and mm-hmm. I, in my blog, I'm deciding whether or not they're they're ten- tasteless entertainment or an endurance test. You know, yep. that's yep. kind of how I'm judging them. And you know, I mean, so I've seen worse than this. I mean, come on, uh, Poultry Geist. Night of the Chicken Dead. I kind of like Poultry Geist. Well, you know, I think that one rides above its schluck. Yes, I mean that's that's I think Troma's best film, and that's not saying you know. Poultry Geist. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> but I don't mind Poultry Geist that much. Yes. Um, I actually kind of enjoy that one. But you uh, you would rather watch it a hundred times before you had to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I will take Poultry Geist every day of the week, every hour, um, over Mosquito. Like I said, I would rather. I would, I'm just going to quote Weird Al Yankovic. I'd rather slam my fingers in a door again and again and again and again. <laughs> you never you ever yeah, heard that funny. that song? One more minute. I mean, yeah. I, there are just so many things I'd rather do than watch this I mean, again. I'll this never, I'll never watched, watch it again. This one I also watched with my wife, and I kind of felt like guilty oh. the whole time. <laughs> I just want to look over at her and say, I'm sorry. You're, you're, you are so lucky. <laughs> you are so lucky that uh, she doesn't divorce you. Yeah, I think she was hating Ron Ashton's performance even more than I was. That's saying something. Yeah. Well, um, let's let's go ahead and rate it, man, because I, I can't even talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> this was... I hate to say this, but I might might watch Muck. Before, again, before I'd watch this, I only know that will be my reputation. And I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I actually rated this a little bit higher than Muck, but anyway, I gave it a two out of ten. A two out of ten, I gave it a one for some of the close-up, you know, puppet uh, mosquitoes, and one point for the Gunner Hansen. Uh, I haven't held one of these in. 20 years remark. That's it. That's all I gave it. Two out of 10. Avoid this thing like the plague. <laughs> I think this is a movie that if you're drinking with buddies and you want to watch something bad to laugh at, it's perfectly fine for that. Um, if you're sober 
and especially if you're alone, oh man, it's <laughs> it's rough. Sober uh, and alone. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm kind of. I guess I'll go with a four point five. Wow. I was kind of in between that and like I don't know, like it's because again I've seen worse, you know. Um, yeah. I, I guess I've, I've seen worse. You know, I it's, guess I've for, seen worse. Yeah, but... a five a, for me a five really isn't average. I expect more than the bare middle from from an average film. You know, an average for me is more like a six something. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. what average should be. Yeah. Um, you know, we they should all the average film should be passing grade. Um, you know, in the at least in the 60th percentile. Um, so this is well, this is a failure of a movie, but it could still be entertainment if under the right circumstances. Yeah. You know. So I'm gonna kind of say 4.5. You know, I could possibly go up five if I was with my friends drinking and watching it. You know, yeah. maybe yeah. I'd go up to a five, but I was sober and feeling bad for my wife, so I'm doing a 4.5 here. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. If if it's a it's a it's a a, a drinking movie. Yeah. You know, every every time the mosquito, you know, pokes somebody in the eye with their sucker take a drink of jack or something i don't know but uh, oh yeah what'd you think about that uh where the where the guy's uh ping pong ball eyes popped out of his head i mean it was it was something it was something to watch <laughs> it was a better performance than the acting so exactly exactly <laughs> anyway See, i was okay with that i was okay with i'm like okay the practical effects when it comes to like the bodies being drained i'm kind of like oh that was fun yeah i wish there was more of it but you know they well, kind of they kind of waste all their stuff in the first half of the movies. And the second half of the movie, you're just watching people run around and act badly. Well, there you go, folks. Revenant Vin liked Mosquito two and a half times more than <laughs> I did. So, um, And I'm sure, uh, even though Walshy couldn't be here today, he'll give us his, uh, his take on it on our next episode. And Horror Gal as well, because I'm sure Horror Gal was like, I did not watch this to not give my opinion. So she will, she'll give her we have, opinion. We've got to give her time to... Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and if Walshy comes in any higher than like a five, I, I might have to, you know, I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> well, that's it uh, for our episode tonight. And uh, hopefully uh, next Next episode, episode 11, we'll have the whole gang back. Walshy and Horror Guy will be back with us. And uh, in, in the meantime, go on over and check out our Facebook page, uh, the HorrorCast. We also just created, literally, tonight, uh, a group, HorrorCast group, where we can kind of uh, have some conversations and, and go back and forth and be a little bit more... Um, interactive than just on the Facebook page. Facebook page might just be for sort of like information, whereas the Facebook group can be for conversation. You can check us out at on Twitter at, at the HCast. Check us out there. Uh, leave us a message. Leave us, uh, you know, tweet us, tag us. Let us know that you're listening. Let us know uh, what movies you want us to, uh, to listen to or to listen to, what movies you want us to, uh, to watch and to review. Let us know uh, what you think. Revenant Vin, where can they find you and your blog? My blog is The Revenant Review. It's uh, therevenantreview.wordpress.com. And I'm also at Twitter. Uh, my username is at Revenant Review. Very good. And it's a new blog. It's a new Twitter, right? 
Yeah, fairly recent. I think maybe last episode I had just created it or so. So I'm still working out the kind of the kinks and how to work everything, but he's a he's you know, a, I'm, I'm on there occasionally. <laughs> he's a Twitter babe. Right. <clears throat> but uh go on there, follow him and uh get in a conversation with him. Yeah, know that uh, the what? I said please interact with us. Interact. Uh, give us a, an email. You, you can email us at askthehorrorcast at gmail.com. You can check out all of Horror Gal Susan's videos and all of her stuff pretty much everywhere on social media, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. She's Horror Gal Susan, all kind of one word there. So check her out. Walshy, I cannot remember his email. I don't have it in front of me. I think it's... Uh, they go to the website and look in yes. the about the horror cast. They'll be able to link to his, his oh, email. Yes. Thing and w- wanted to say thanks to uh, to Revenant Vin. He kind of got our our website up and running. Basically, we're uh, uh, posting uh, every time we have an episode. Hopefully, there will be some more stuff up there uh, from one of the four of us uh, as we go on. Have some conversations. Have some articles. Uh, things that we don't necessarily get to talk about on the on the program we can post on there and um you can find uh walshy's email address up there on the on the uh, website so go and and drop him a line too okay so next episode episode 11 we will be reviewing 2016's the witch and 1922's Haxon. this is our witch episode our witchcraft episode so uh come back Listen to us, watch those movies in preparation so that uh, we can just talk uh, freely about those movies and you can uh, really get in on the conversation on Facebook and Twitter and so forth. So, all right, so that's it for tonight. And uh, join us next time on the Horrorcast. And uh, until then, stay scared. <laughs>